Eagles Entertainment. Today's podcast is presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your screenplay with supersonic Wi-Fi from Xfinity. Enjoy breakaway speeds, power your whole huddle of devices, and help keep your home team safe with online security. Unbeatable internet from Xfinity, made to do anything so you can do anything. On Friday, September 16th, Eagles players spoke to the media. First to the podium, wide receiver A.J. Brown. You excited for your first home game? Uh, yes, I'm very excited for the first home game. What do you think it's going to be like? Uh, I just think the place is going to be on fire. Um, I keep hearing so much about it. Um, I just think the place is just going to be electric. It's going to be tough to play in there if, if, I'm, not, if I'm the opposing team. Um, so city what have your experiences been like with fans have you kind of understood what it means to them uh, it's, it's a, definitely a passionate city um, they really love this game uh, they definitely put their inputs on the, on the game and they let us know it uh, um, but uh, it's been love it's been love for, especially for me since I got here I keep saying that because that's exactly what it's been you know so what's your take on the nickname Swole Batman Swole Batman yeah so uh we kind of talked about it um, afterwards, and we were just saying, like, um, we're going to put us, bring us a cape or something whenever we score a touchdown or something, just have fun with it. So, you know, we're going to try to have fun with it. That's all. The first time you heard Slay say it, what did you think? Oh, he's stupid. He, he's <laughs> – <laughs> man, that guy can go on and on, man. He he definitely, like, brights on the, brighten up the room. Like, you know, he's a jokester. He have, he has fun, so, yeah. What were the conversations like with Devontae this week? With you know, kind of you getting the, the heavy dis- distribution of week one. I think I think the the same conversation um, as last week is just be prepared, uh, make the most of your opportunities. Um, I have no doubt in my mind that he's gonna come out and uh, respond. Um, so uh, I'm excited for him. You know, uh, uh, definitely it's gonna be a lot of attention on me. Um, but you know, that's the that's what comes with it. And I know he's excited to to you know hoop as we say, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I play with some 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 really some really uh, good tight ends, and I really feel like he's right up there with them. Um, John New, Anthony Furster. Um, I think uh, he's definitely one of the best in this game for a reason. Um, he can run routes. He runs routes like a smaller guy, and what he does after the catch, you know, it's it's tough to tackle him. So, what some takeaways you have for this uh, Vikings defense after watching this week? Um, they play a lot of zone. Uh, they try not to get beat deep. Uh, try to keep everything in front of them. They're really good back in. I'm gonna have a lot of respect for them. Never played uh, uh, Pat P um, or Harrison. Um, so um, I have a lot of a lot of respect um, for those guys that are veterans in this league. And so, have you watch um, other other receivers, like particularly Justin Jefferson um, with the Vikings. Like, if there's anything you like about his game, you try to take from his game. I think for uh, for me, I, I know who I am. I know um, who I am as a receiver. Um, of course, I watch. I watch. Uh, I try to watch everybody. But as far as uh, if I see something I like, I'll definitely put it in my game. But as far as just taking something from him, I haven't yet. But um, I definitely feel like he's he's one of the best. He's on the verge of, you know, um, I say he's. In my opinion, I think he's like he's top three in his league. You know, so. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to 
um, for our defense because they have they has a big challenge in front of them. I'm excited for Slade and for the matchup. Um, I know he's pumped for it too. So, um, so yeah. AJ, now that you got your yards on Sunday, but mm-hmm. would you say that was your best game you played in the NFL, or, or were there others, do you think? Um, I don't think that's the best game I played. Uh, I had a game last year, but um, but that's all in the past. Now I'm moving forward. Uh, I don't try to hang up on one, one game, because it's week to week in this league, and, you know, um, that's, that's kind of like the main reason why I like I remove social media off my phone. Just because, like, I don't want to keep getting reminded. I don't need people to tell me how good I am or how bad I am. You know, I'm just trying to just focus on this week and make this week my best week. So, if I could just follow up on that, what did that game look like last year that you're talking about? Um, it just, you know, as an athlete, you know, you have those games and, you know, everything just go your way. And, uh, you know, early on last week, um, like the first drive, it didn't go my way. You know, but you know, that's a part of it. And but. No, um, last year I think it was against the Chiefs, um, and, I, and I recall another game in college. Just everything just went my way. Whatever I wanted to do, I can do it. But that last last week was not one of those games. So, so I got. When did you do that with the social media? Oh, I always do it. So I always do it. And uh, to be honest, if I tweet something, I really tweet, and I get right back off. You know, just spot a moment, just thoughts. You know, that's how I treat Twitter. Uh, I hope people don't take me serious on Twitter because I just, <laughs> I just be playing. But I, I, I try not to read anything. Um, just try to focus on myself because, you know, um, it's it's me against me. So. We hear so much about the negativity on Twitter, like things saying people saying bad things. You just talked about people saying good things. Is there kind of a hidden danger in that? Oh, for sure. I definitely think so. Uh, I'm a person. I, I don't believe my own hype. I got to come in and work each and every day. Um, it definitely, it can get into your head. You know, everybody wants to hear good things about them. But like I said, like I just try to focus on me. I I feed myself um, whatever thoughts I need to feed myself before the game or for practice. I, I get myself prepared. I don't, I don't I don't want it to come from like an outsider or anything. So. Two more questions. You mentioned uh, a little bit about Patrick, Patrick Peterson mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, a lot of receivers seem to have a ton of respect for him. What is it about his game that kind of resonates um, you know, uh, I know we playing against him, and you know, I know I'm an ultimate competitor, and you know, come on Monday, you know, I'll, I'll compete. But you know, just being honest, man, you know, he's a guy that you grew up watching, you know, uh, uh, just the LSU LSU boys back in the day, him, Tyran, Matthew, just those guys, man, you grew up watching, you know, and um, they 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 have been elite for a long time, man. It's the reason why he's still in the league and he's playing at a high level, so. You know, I'm looking forward to the matchup, of course, you know, so. Hey, Sunday when you spoke about the history of Eagles receivers that you were aware of, mm-hmm. um, one people talk about you, T.O.'s name comes up often. Is he someone who you either know, have have watched, have studied? What's your, guy? I guess, relationship with, with the player? Um, I know T.O. Um, I, I talked to him a couple times. Um, but when someone brings up my name besides T.O., like, I'm A.J., and that's T.O., and he'll say the same thing. You know, um, I'm just trying to get better each and every day. You know, I'm not trying to, like I said, I'm not trying to believe my own hype. You know, T.O. Is, is is in the Hall of Fame. I'm still playing football. It's my fourth year. I have a long way to go. So uh, that's my approach with it. Uh, it would be nice if <laughs> fans and stuff just kind of quiet that down. You know, I'm on my own path, my own journey. So just let, you know, I'm just trying to keep growing. That's it. So. AJ, now that you've got your first uh, game with Jalen officially in the bag, you know, one that counted, uh, how do you think he commanded the, the huddle, the offense, um, especially in that environment that you mentioned? 
Um, the funny thing is, uh, he kind of he kind of uh, kind of made us laugh in the huddle one time, and I know I know fans and reporters don't see that. You know, I was I was uh, excited to see that. Just you know, him having like a just play a play side him during the game. So, um, but it was everything I imagined. You know how he just commanded commanded the huddle, commanded the offense. You know, uh, demanded everybody to stay poised. And so he did a really good job. I'm um, I'm looking forward to this this game um, on Monday because, you know, it's a first home opener game. It's gonna be it's a big game. It's Monday night football. But you know, hopefully as a team, we just try not to like. You know, make the game bigger than what it is and just play the game because it's, it's another game. And we're just trying to go one and know this week. That's all. So regardless of if it's Monday night, Sunday, or whatever, we, it's, it's a game and we're trying to go one and know. So I'm excited to see how he handled, uh, you know, the big stage. Next up, center Jason Kelsey. How difficult was it to communicate out there uh, in Detroit? You know, I, I think uh... – you know, obviously it was a good environment by Detroit, but it's nothing that we haven't played in before. You know, we need to do a better job, and that starts with me. It's got to be loud. You know, I got to, I think, uh, you know, we have different ways of communicating environments like that, and I didn't take advantage of uh, the different tools to do that, which led to some problems, especially early on. So, uh, you know, that's an emphasis for us. Obviously we'll be at home this week, but, I mean, the link can get pretty loud too. So you got to be ready to be able to make sure everybody's on the same page. Uh, you know, I think if you look at the O-line, you know, when we were on the same page, it really wasn't that much going on in the game. I thought for the most part, guys were able to do their jobs physically. I think it's really just the communication aspect, and that's mostly my job. plays a lot of different fronts, and it make, they mix up a lot of stuff. From a center perspective, how difficult is it to set the protections and get everybody in the right position, especially with the play clock winding down? Yeah, they do a lot of – I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a different defense, but, you know, they're – similar to our defense in that way that you're going to get a bunch of different looks so you know we're lucky that we've seen a lot of this stuff from um, Jonathan Gannon all through training camp but you got to be ready for all the varieties of personnels fronts looks Um, you know you're going to be obviously waiting to see what they come out and how they're going to try to defend us and you got to be able to communicate how to block each and every one of those looks for all the plays we have in. Well, you know, I think um, we know very much that that game could have been lost. You know, I think everybody is saw that watching it. So, you know, I think we're we're obviously very happy that we won the game, and I think that is good when you're when you when you can win games like that. That speaks well to a team, but. Uh, we all know there's a lot to fix from that tape. And, um, you know, just myself and personally, I know that there are a lot of things that I need to do to put our team in a better situation. Um, so I don't think we're approaching it late at all. I think there's a part of the coaching staff that kind of likes the idea of having a, a win and you get a win, but there's still a lot to correct as opposed to sort of you know, being well, I mean, if you if you play a perfect game and you only win by three, that's not very good. If you play a game where you make a lot of mistakes and, you know, you get bailed out quite a bit and you still win the game, that's rare. So it's it's good that, you know, A.J. Brown and some of the guys were able to have good enough performances for us to win. But, you know, obviously offensively, defensively, across the board, there's a lot to improve on. So if we're still winning games, there's a lot to improve on. That's good. But, um, yeah, we're not, I don't know. I think we're just focused on getting better. 
highly about how Jalen played after yeah. watching the tape. Uh, I'm guessing a few times this week. Do you have any more takeaways about his game? I mean, not really. I think it's the same that it felt out there. Um, you know, especially the first, you know, not the first drive, but the, the, the first quarter, like first half, he bailed us out of numerous third down situations that would have stalled out drives. And, um, you know, I think uh, his ability to improvise and uh, and run and, and be dynamic uh, saved us in, in those situations. So I don't feel any differently from the way I felt after the game. There's a lot of talk this week about the difference between the run defense in 3-4 or 4-3 or even whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I guess from your perspective, what's different about those two fronts and what's is there one that's more challenging to, to deal with? I, it just depends on what you're going to run. I think um, some some running plays and some schematic things are built for 3-4 defenses or under fronts or five on the line, however you want to say it. Uh, some some plays are more geared towards you know four down structured things and you know when you put five guys on line you're going to take off some of the double teams right but that also uh, uh, can uh, you know mess with your ability to uh, readjust the motions to readjust the pulling players there's a lot of different ways to attack a defense and I think that all of them have strengths all of them have weaknesses and um, yeah what kind of challenges at least through one week, they kind of moved Cedarius Smith and looked inside a lot. So yeah. to have that kind of edge rusher coming inside, how, how aware do you have to be of, uh, of that obvious passing situation? We have to be aware of it, and it wasn't always passing situations. They did it on first and ten, and obviously that game was kind of, it wasn't out of hand, but you know Minnesota was leading it pretty early on. So, but you know they'll move him all over the place, and you you have to be aware of where he's at. Uh, and cognizant of what they're doing with him. Uh, and that's not different than what they did with him in Green Bay. I mean, he's always been a guy that's come inside and rushed over guards and centers. Um, he's very, very good and dynamic. Uh, so they're going to do their best to give him good matchups and try and get him one-on-ones and things like that. So uh, he's a great player. So um, they're certainly trying to take advantage of that. What, what did you like about the things you guys were able to do in the running game against the Lions that can, you know, go forward, you know, this, this Monday? I thought we, 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 you know, hit double teams well. We moved people. We, uh, we changed the line of scrimmage for much of the game. Um, so I think Miles ran the ball really, really well. Not that he – I mean, I feel like he always runs the ball really well. But in particular, I thought he had a great game against Detroit. Um, you know, we have some really, really good backs, good offensive line, a quarterback who's a dynamic player – uh, the run game should be pretty good, um, and it was last year. And uh, you know, I think that uh, we have a, we have a team that uh, that can definitely do that if it needs to or if it wants to. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. We were just talking about it on the podcast earlier, um, and uh, yeah, Derwin James is pretty good, and uh, everybody gets got, so you got to be ready. <laughs> How do you like doing the podcast? Uh, so far, it's not bad. It's pretty fun. I mean, we've only done two. Um, more than anything, it's fun to just have a weekly uh, get-together with my brother. I feel like during the season, a lot of times, you get so busy and things going on that you you forget to keep in touch or you, you kind of, you know, 
escapes your mind. So it's been fun to really just have some designated times to talk with them and, uh, you know, talk about the week, reminisce about old stories, family events, whatever we're talking about. It's, um, it's enjoyable and we're having fun so far with it. Checking the numbers, checking the download numbers. Uh, I, we got people checking them for us. They're texting us little pictures about where they're at. So I'd say right now they're moderate. We need some more listeners. So if you're listening, you know, come on. But uh, no, I think it's it's fun. I think really we're just focused on trying to have a good time with it, and whatever happens happens with that. What's it called? New Heights, <laughs> which is a in uh, reference to uh, Travis and I being from Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Uh, and some people in the uh, organization we're with are also got some Cleveland roots. So that was the name. I, I kind of like was, I don't know if you guys have heard, uh, not to give another podcast a shout out, but Two Bears, uh, One Cave with uh, Tom Segura and then Travis and I were bear cats. So I was like, one bear, one cat. But um, that would have been kind of stealing from them a little bit too much probably. But For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.